Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Turn up your volume. This is Unfuck Nation. All right, all right. Welcome to this week's episode of Unfuck Nation. I am your host, Gary John Bishop. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode. This week's edition is courtesy of a comment from a voicemail that I got from Kerry. And Kerry said, I'm in the middle of listening to your epic podcast on what is your truth this holiday season. And my question is, after you said the path to freedom is confronting your truth and what impact has had on defining your life and not recognizing that you can shift your truth, can you give a play-by-play of sorts on how to confront one's truth and life impact on our lives? Thank you so much for your wisdom. Let's kick ass. Merry Christmas. Same to you, Kerry. All right. So I wrote a book about this, believe it or not, Do the Work, which is a book stroke workbook, right? Because it really is like a bunch of questions that you have to ask yourself. But I thought this would be a good time for me to give you some things here that are part of the work. They're a part of what it is to work on yourself. As I've said many, many times, the first part of your life, the first 25 years of your life is about determining what's true. And the rest of it is trying to overcome that. So the first 25 years of your life is determining what's true. And that's a simplistic version of what it is. But if you read all of my books, you'll know what I'm talking about. But you're defining what's true in the first 20, 25 years of your life. And then the rest of your life is about you overcoming that model, right? You're overcoming a model. I guess part of the issue that we sometimes have is there seems to be a lot of conflicting things coming at us when you're working on yourself. If you're reading this book or that book, or you're listening to a podcast or some audio book. But ultimately, I think if you scrape enough, you'll find a kind of universal wisdom at play. Okay, universal wisdom. Now, you'll hear people talking about your story. I've done an episode on that. You'll hear people talking about your legacy. You'll hear people talking about your past, your trauma, your da, 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 da. Okay. So the first thing you want to really get settled on here is that all of it, no matter what you call it, is housed in language. 
right? It's all housed in language. So your past is a function of language. That is communication. You talk to yourself about your past. You talk to other people about your past. It's playing on a loop in your fucking head. It's all housed in language. Therefore, it stands to reason that you should probably pay attention to the kind of language that you're using to capture it. And that's without me even poking a stick at the thing itself, right? Which in my line of work, I've, you know, I absolutely poke a stick at your past. But let's say we don't, let's say we just leave it intact. Everything that you say about it, you know, one of the major, if you like, burdens of your past is not what you say about it, but the words you're choosing to say it, right? So I'm going to give you a very simple example of dramatic language. Okay, and I'm going to show you the differences in language here, why language is important. So I might say something is really difficult. It's really difficult. Now, that's already a dramatized difficult. It's not just difficult. It's fucking really difficult. So therefore, it's heightened in language. Now, just on their own, those words don't mean anything. But if they're connected to some situation you find yourself in, then yeah, those words will fucking mean something. And you will heighten with the language. So language is the house of being. Your past is housed in language, and language is the house of being. Being what? Being angry, being frustrated, being depressed, being inspired, being, you name it, ways of being. So dramatic language isn't always people losing their fucking minds over shit. It can be very subtle, right? The difference between difficult and really difficult. Then there's the difference between difficult and challenging. And there's a difference there, depending on the situation for you. Again, those words on their own mean fucking nothing, but when they're involved in some situation you're in, they mean everything. And then there's just what's so. Well, I'm dealing with this thing, and it's the way it is. Not like it is challenging, it is difficult, it is it actually is just the way it is without any description. And I've done a war on words, by the way, in the past on uh, it is the way it is. People use that phrase all the time. and they No idea what the fuck they're saying. In brief terms, what they're really saying is, it's not the way it is, it's the way that I think it is. That's what they're really saying. It's not the way it is. It's the way that I feel it is. It's the way that I think it is. So a big part of dealing with your past right, or the impact of your past is to really start to notice the way you describe it. That's the first thing. An equally important part of this is understanding how what you've come to believe to be true has shaped your life. What you've come to believe to be true has shaped your life. True about what, Mr. Fucking Scottish person? I'll tell you. Come to be true about yourself. What you've come to believe to be true about yourself has shaped your life. It continues to shape your life. Now, 
I'll just focus on this one right now because, you know, there's other aspects to this, okay? But I'll focus on this one thing right now. What you have come to believe to be true about you, the truth, the, the dark truth that, you know, I can't be trusted. I'm not reliable. I'm not smart. I don't belong. I'm different. On and on and on. You have followed a pathway in life that's consistent with what you believe to be true about yourself. You have followed a pathway in life that is consistent with what you believe to be true about yourself. Every goal you've ever gone for, every target you've ever had, every possibility you've ever seen has all been shaped by what you believe to be true about you. You also live within the emotional range of what you believe to be true about you. There are certain things that are on the table given what you believe about yourself. There are a litany of other things that are off the table given what you believe about yourself. All of your life is a function of what you've come to believe to be true, which is often when you'll hear me talking about your truth and all that sort of shit and the way that that phrase even gets misused, like speaking your truth. People use that as code for putting your fucking complaints on loudspeaker. That's not speaking your fucking truth. Well, I just, I need to speak my truth with you. No, you're about to go on the offensive. You're about to fucking voice your disapproval. You're fucking, you know, how you feel as if you were done wrong too. Well, that's my truth, Gary. No, that's your complaining. That's your fucking complaining. So anyway, I want you to understand that most great transformations in your life, in fact, all of them, will start with the truth. But mostly for people, that's a very challenging thing because for you, it's fucking true. For you, it's like, this isn't just some triviality. This is a big fucking deal, this thing. Like most of what we feel and think, for us, it's a big deal. But your truth has had an impact. It's had an impact on you. You've become a certain kind of person. Your truth about you has had an impact on other people, people you, you share life with, your parents, your siblings, your friends workmates, people you went to school with, neighbors. What you believe to be true about you has impacted them. Now, before you start getting your fucking knickers in a twist about this, this isn't about you turning into the bad person or something here or something. Oh my God, what have I done? You know, everybody's living this way. Most of what I'm showing you here is an opportunity for you to break out of that self-imposed present. But you have to realize there's just not, there's no pathway without first coming to terms with yourself. I need you to know that most people that are working on themselves are really just polishing a turd. They're not actually working. They're not doing the work. It's all temporary little lotions and fucking crystals and shit. <laughs> Whatever they need to somehow make themselves feel better about the fucking swamp they're in. And that's why, you know, 
cutting people out of your life and moving on. And it's all so popular because it's so, so much fucking easier to just change your circumstances than deal with yourself. So when you first start to realize, like, and I'll use myself as an example here because I don't mind being the guinea pig for you. But my truth about myself, I talked about it and stopped doing that shit, is I'm not smart enough. And if I looked at the impact that that's had on my life, it's fucking devastating. It's a devastating impact. I never even considered college. Why would you if fundamentally I'm not smart enough? I would stay away from certain conversations where I felt as if, you know, intellectually I'd get found out, get exposed, which kind of leaves you with that little bit of anxiety, right? Like that kind of background anxiousness that things will come up and I don't know the answer. And if I take it down even further, you know, like all the ways and all the things that I did, just as a matter of second nature, to avoid any sort of intellectual trial or tribulation for myself. Not knowing was a disaster. You know, if I didn't know something, the embarrassment, right? It's not the embarrassment of not knowing something. It's the embarrassment of what I firmly believe to be true getting exposed. But then they would know. It's bad enough that I fucking know. But if you know, oh my God, then the facade is done. So on the surface, one might appear confident. One might appear flippant and humorous and in all these different ways to mask something that's been in the background. For you, it's just a question of what's in the background. Like what's in the background? And how is it played out? And what's the damage? And then you confront the damage, start to see like, and I'll use myself as the example again, creates division between myself and other people. I've left myself, you know, with this old brain pattern for being unsettled and nervy and, you know, like that. Confronted. I mean, you can imagine when Unfuck Yourself started to do really well and people wanted to interview me. I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm going to have to go and talk about this shit. And, you know, all the old ghosts were fucking haunting the hallways of my mind. But I did that, you know, because I've done the work of myself and I realized that this isn't real. It's an illusion. Or as Alan Watts would have said, a real illusion banging around in my head. But seeing the impact is critical. Seeing what it's done is critical. Seeing the impact of who you've become. Seeing that for yourself. How it's impacted your relationship with your grandparents and your parents and your siblings. And, you know, you look around in your life like you start to see the being you've become. The person you've become. And if, again, when you get down in the dirt and tell yourself the fucking truth, it's not inspiring. It's not. You're not inspired by it. You're kind of like, oh, fuck. Because you might have made some big mistakes or you might have fucked some big things up or you might have missed certain opportunities or you might have la, 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 wasted 20 fucking years of your life. I don't know. All of that might have happened. And that's the cost of doing the work. The reward of doing the work is those days are over. 
they're over. I'm not living this way. And you might find that out when you're 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 or 60. It doesn't fucking matter. The amount of people that come in, I wish I knew this in my 20s. Why? You know, you might just have a little bit of fucking grace and gratitude that you've found that out now and how you could use it to fucking swing for the fences and play the big one and live a big life and live outside of what you've come to believe. That really is the fucking game, my friends, but you can't pretend that weren't. You can't, oh yeah, just let me just come up with something here. No, you've got to go back and see the truth. You've got to see the truth. Who have I been? What's it been like for others to live with that? Truly. And you're not ready for that work, by the way, if when I'm talking here, you're thinking about somebody else. You need to just switch the fucking podcast off. And I don't know. Go fuck up a few more things and come back when you're ready. Because that ain't this work. It's not this work. It's not this work to listen to what I'm saying going, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's my dad. What? 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 No, you get to fucking work on yourself. You get to work on you. When you work on you, it's just, not only is it better for you, it's fucking better for everybody. And it really isn't. I mean, it's not your job to be somebody else's fucking savior. At least not without them being a partially willing participant in the process. So doing the work is critical. Digging deep is critical. Understanding what got you here is critical. Telling yourself the truth about all of that is critical. And it sometimes includes telling other people the truth. And I did a bunch of this. I did a bunch of this work with friends and family and coming to terms with who I'd been. In my mind, I think I've been fucking awesome. But if I tell myself the truth, it's been hard to be in relationship with me. I'm hard to love. I'm not easy to love. I should be easy to love. It should be easy to connect with me. It should be easy to relate to me. It should be easy to become a friend of mine. Easy. Why? Because that's life. That's where it's happening out there with people, not in my fucking head. So you got to do the work. It's got to be the real work. It's got to be invasive. And yeah, it's got to be fucking uncomfortable. It's got to be uncomfortable. But on the other side of that, on the other side of that, is freedom, self-expression, peace of mind, a life on fire, a life of you being out there and reaching for what truly is possible for you, not this trapped bubble of what's possible, but the real deal. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with our question from the nation this week. As you know, the new book is coming out. January 18th, Love Unfucked, Getting Your Relationship Shit Together. So make sure you've got your copy and copies ordered and pre-ordered. I don't know if I told you guys this, but the new calendar is already on Amazon, the Unfuck Yourself calendar, which comes out every year, which is one of those little tear-off calendars with quotes of mine and little excerpts from various books. Great gift for the people in your life. So if it's not too late, jump in there and get a couple of overnighted to you so that you can surprise your grandmother with her unfuck yourself calendar. All right, we'll be back in a moment. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the second part of the show. This is where we take our question from the nation, as usual. If you have a question for me, 646-450-3203, you can call on the hotline, leave me a voicemail, or text me. You can also email me, connect at garyjohnbishop.com, and you can also fill out the little form on the website, unfucknation.com. This week's question comes from someone who would rather remain anonymous. And this person says, Dear Gary, I have just turned 60. My relationship with my daughter is non-existent. I haven't had any relationship with her for two years. There is a backstory to this that is important that I do not hold back on. For holding back on certain facts won't give you the facts that are needed to help me. It will just be half the story. I married when I got pregnant at 19 to someone I knew wasn't right for me. He's a lovely guy, by the way. Just wasn't what I was seeking at the time. Marriage broke up after seven years, and I went on to have a relationship with a guy with two kids, one age seven, one age 14. The 14-year-old sexually abused my daughter, and I was unaware of this until she was 18. She confronted me during a disagreement about her staying out late or whatever. The one thing I remember out of the conversation whilst in the room was a statement, you must have known about it. I'm tortured by that every day. The reason I'm tortured is that I am responsible for what happened to her. I've always known that. I'm living with that. That doesn't stop what she's living with, which is an unimaginable pain of recalling the events. I don't see my grandkids now. I used to look after them when they were born while she worked, but I disagreed with her husband one day about something really stupid. As I recall, it was about a baby monitor. And she said to him, don't talk to my mom like that. And the time it took to drive the 100 miles home again, it went from me looking after the grandkids for eight hours a day every week on a Friday to not being able to see the grandkids unless I was supervised. Me being me, I threw my toys out the pram, said I wasn't going to be fucking supervised and hit the depression mode. That depression was very real to the point that I didn't want to be here anymore. A series of emails flew backwards and forwards of which I'm not proud of having sent. I've been told that it had been printed out and resided in a ring binder for all other significant members of our immediate family to read at any time. I understand that part of what my daughter is going through is living with the wishes of her controlling husband. She has since asked us for help in leaving him and also help with bullying issues in her high-powered job, but also registered with me that she has a very real blame for me and grandkids are an excellent way of asserting punishment. I get that. I punish myself every day. It is overwhelming. I won't get free of this. There is a real possibility. This is a long fucking question. There is a real possibility that it will all consume me and I will take my life. I can't live in the now as I hear you talk about your podcast. If someone said that if I cut my arm off, I would be set free of this, I would get the knife right now and fucking do it. 
don't know where to go, what to do, try and fix this thing, help me please. All right, listen. So the first thing is you're talking about self-harm, okay? And you're freely talking about self-harm. And that is a sign, okay? You can't ignore the flippant and free use of the kind of language that talks about you and self-harm, okay? Now, this is for everybody out there. If you are just, again, freely and flippantly talking about harming in yourself, that is a sign for you. You should go and see a professional to help you with that item, all right? Someone who'll be able to support you, engage you, and shift you because that is fucking inappropriate. It's inappropriate, okay? It's not flipping. It's not nothing. It's fucking something. Get it handled immediately without delay before you do anything fucking else because anything else that you might do will be on top of that. And that is inappropriate. It's inappropriate. Okay? So that's the first thing you want to get. You need to really get that. You really need to get that right between the fucking eyeballs from me to you. That is not regular or ordinary or everyday or no. It's God. You, you have to address this thing, okay? But let's pick our way through what you said. Most of what you said, by the way, is completely fucking irrelevant. And you need to understand it's irrelevant. It's the story you've built in your own head. All the stuff about being 19 and da 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 I want you to understand, like, this is how people talk. And you're giving me your view of things. And I really need you to understand this. Ultimately, you're doing that to have me in some way show some compassion for you, which I already have, so there's no need for it. You're a human being. I mean, this message could have said, you know, I was married two times, and the second time, my husband's children sexually abuse my daughter. You could have said that in two fucking lines. The rest of it was just to kind of, and I'm not joking. It's for you to fucking plead your case. That's what that's all about. You're pleading your case for me. Okay, fine. But it doesn't, doesn't do in it. And it doesn't, that's actually not the facts. The facts are always short and sweet. Explanations combined with facts are not the facts. Facts are the facts. You were married twice. Your second husband had two children of his own. One of them sexually abused your daughter. Okay. Them's the facts. Now, it is often the case for children who have had to get through that to blame a parent. And you get it. You, you know, it makes fucking sense, right? I mean, it's our job to protect them. Mostly in these situations, parents are oblivious. There are those who have had the thought that it might be happening and just can't bring themselves to confront it. Like they just gather the evidence for that it's not happening. They can't. It's not true. It can't be true. That would never happen. No way. I have come across people, very, very small number though, compared to all the other ones where parents knew it was happening 
were sure it was happening and did nothing. Rare. Rare. But it happens. And if this is an uncomfortable conversation for the nation, wake the fuck up. Wake the fuck up. Right? You're talking about one in three women have had to endure some sort of inappropriate sexual connection with another or whatever you want to call it at an age where that was the only compounding. So this shit's real. It's all around us. One in four men. And by the way, that number is the one they think could be more. But one in three women, one in four men. I mean, that's, that's a lot of fucking people having had to have engaged in some kind of inappropriate, illegal, whatever you want to call it, sexual interaction with another. So it's not rare. And this shit needs to get coughed up. It needs to come out. It needs to get said. It needs to get addressed. You can't, can't pretend that this is like, oh, you know, oh, well, shit happens. No, stop. Like, did you listen in the first part of this fucking show? Did you listen? So in your case, I don't know what of that is true. I don't know. And your daughter's in a spot right now. Right? Your daughter's in a spot with that thing. That's just one of those things you got to acknowledge and take full responsibility for. Like whatever I needed to do at that time to protect you from that wasn't sufficient to protect you from it, period. Well, it wasn't on my radar, and I didn't think it would happen. I didn't. Uh, that's right. And it's still fucking true. Whatever I need to do to protect you from that, I didn't do it. And I'm sorry. And I wish I could take it back. And I wish I could get you on the other side of it. But that's what's real. Now, that's the fucking truth. As far as the other stuff goes, what do you think's going to happen when you just put your bio into a fucking email at somebody? What do you think's going to happen? There's no justifying that. So look, here's what this comes down to. You might not have been, and this doesn't undo any great stuff you might have done with your children when they were young, okay? But this deals with what people are left with. And it's something like this. It's like, I acknowledge, look, I don't always get it right with you. I acknowledge that I work on things and I take responsibility for what you've been left with. But I do want you to know that I love you and I love the children. And that, you know, no, I, I, I'm a human being. I don't always get it right. And there are many things in my life that I wish I could take back. And I'm sorry. And whenever you're ready, or whenever you might need something from me, or you're just looking for somebody to talk to, or a door that will open, I want you to know I'm here and I'm here for you. And I mean that with all the sincerity in the world. I'm here for you. And I know you might feel that that's not always been the case, but it is not. At the same time, though, you have to realize where she finds herself at, what's going on with her right now. It's not like it's coming out of fucking nowhere, right? This isn't about 
you know, repentance from you. This is about you taking ownership of who you've been and how it's impacted other people. That's it. That's what it all comes down to. Can you own who the fuck you've been and how it's impacted other people? And I want everybody to know this. And sometimes those other people are like, no, that ain't it. And that's right. And that's how that goes. And that's tough news. And I understand that. And I also know that there's a bunch of you out there going, yeah, but what about this? And what about him? And what about that guy? And why didn't he get? What about it? What the fuck difference does that make? I want you to know when somebody has the experience of being wrong, most of what you fucking say sounds like an excuse. You don't deal with that the person has the experience of being wrong. And that's what you need to fucking deal with. What that experience is like for them. And look, I, I know there are people out there that say, well, fuck them and fuck everybody and live your own life. And th- th- that's no way to fucking live. It's no way to live. We talk about breaking generational chains by doing the same shit that every generation's ever done before. It's fucking lame. People come on and you know, leave reviews. I don't agree with everything Gary John Bishop says. I know. And you know what? Mostly what people don't agree with? The shit that would interfere with what they are being fucking right about. Period. What people don't agree with with me is the shit that they're hanging on to. And they'd rather fucking hang on to it than get a taste of the freedom that's on the other side of it. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that. I don't, I, I think you should, I think it's healthy to have boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, then have your little fucking walls. Go ahead. I don't have them. I don't need them. Plenty of people don't need them. Why? Because they're just free to be themselves and let the chips fall where they may. And before you what about yourself in a fucking corner about it, just fucking dwell in what I'm saying for a bit, will you? Dwell in it. So in short, own your mess. Clean up your mess. Get the impact. Get where the other person is with that. And right there, ask them what they have to say about it. Or if anything, they have to say about it. And if they don't want to talk to you, write them a letter. Send them an email. Let them know you're there. Let them know you'll always be there. And you can do that as long as they're comfortable with receiving those communications. And if they're not comfortable receiving those communications, then you shouldn't make those communications. And that's what's real. Can't make someone be someone so that you feel better about what you did or didn't do. And that's what's real. But the more you chip away at it, the more you take ownership and responsibility, the more room there is for everybody to be themselves. I promise you that. All right, you guys, that's it for this week. Have a great one. Have a great, great, great holiday season as we're heading into this whole Christmas, New Year's, you know. I don't know if you guys know this, but New Year's in Scotland's like a big fucking deal. But as we head into this brilliant time, have a big heart. Have a bunch of patience. And if you don't like them, Love them. See you on the flip side.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.